got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Film is now in session. Welcome to Film Session, WFUV's weekly roundtable about movies that happen to have sports in them. I'm your host, Chris Carino, and someone hit the projector. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. I keep it so fresh on the microphone. It's like no interruptions when the game is on. I like slam dunks. Take me to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley-oop. I like to pick and roll. I like to give and go. This is basketball. Bow wow. Let's go. Welcome to Film Session, everybody. Poor to ball. my left, <laughs> David Tominelli. To my right, Will Grant. And if you want to know why I'm quoting Bow Wow, you know, because I, I usually do, but like on this special occasion, um, it's like Mike Week. It's like Mike Week. Ooh, feels good. It, it's feels it's a good. special place in my heart. It's a mix of a commentary on the horrible lives of older kids in group homes and also a fairy tale and some Bow Wow in the middle. It's very strange. But... Before we get to that, I want to hear how you guys are doing. David, I know you, uh, previously, previous to this, you went through a bit of a battle. Dude, when I say I might have just gotten a zero out of 100 on an astronomy midterm, I'm not even kidding. I, I might have just, I am in, I'm still a little bit in shock. If you hear it in my voice, I just came straight from Keating. Not even, I, straight from Keating. I'm in Keating, but I came from upstairs. Oh my, oh my word. It was it, it was a dumpster fire. It, I, I can't even explain it. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. What's the beef with stars? You know, <laughs> it's not that it's a... I, listen, I love stars. There's nothing more, you know, beautiful than looking up at nighttime and seeing a sky full of stars, even though we don't get that here in the Bronx. But um, let me tell you something. I am need to reconsider how I feel about the stars because... I. I might be expelled after this test. Like I can't explain it. I, I I honestly feel that. Sometimes when you just bomb it so hard, you're like, are they gonna like expel me? Like is that like that was such a bad performance? Like are they just gonna like just scrap my work ethic, like all in all? Um, that sounded awful, and I'm terribly sorry. I had a finite midterm. Uh, this morning went a little bit better than yours, but I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of in the same boat as you. Yeah. Unsure, I think, is the yeah. one word we can well, describe. No, I'm sure. Oh, you're sure? Yeah. I'm sure. It's just not the sure yeah. I want to be. No, I was just trying to give you hope. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no hope. Will, has your day been better? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually like, go, I don't even like have midterms anymore. <laughs> oh. As like a senior, <laughs> oh, you don't really, really get like finals or midterms, especially when you're a comm major. I despise you. Basically, f- projects and midway projects but you know it's been good had to watch like mike today had a storm the court session at had one. to you got the pleasure of no, watching, the pleasure like, of mike watching mike, <laughs> Whoa, mike white like mike 
What? Is this foreshadowing that you hate like Mike? Uh, is that a weird foreshadow? I'm not taking the secret out of the box, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was it was pretty good. But uh, no, it's it not not bad, not bad day so far. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. You know, it's been the last couple of days. I think kind of for all of us, especially you know, Will. He's downplaying his life. He's one of the busier kids I know. Like on my day to day day that I kind of talk to and everything like that. He's extremely busy with his internship and getting his degree. And obviously, me and David are in the same boat uh, as freshmen, getting the work piled on. So it's been very stressful. But now it kind of feels like we're uh, peering over the mountain here, and there's some hope over there. And we could talk about like Mike. So that's absolutely awesome. I love uh, so yeah, we're gonna start off here. Um, I want to talk about my personal connection to this because, you know, a lot of these movies we're going to do, we have personal connections to because we're guys who love movies and guys love sports, so it's just kind of bound to happen. Um, But like Mike, for me, for almost six years of my childhood, I would say around from the age seven to around the age, maybe a little less, maybe like 12 or 11, when people ask me what my favorite movie was, not a sports movie, my favorite movie was, I would tell them, like Mike, like, do you know about it? Like, do you know? Do you know the the legend of Calvin Cambridge? And I, I felt so proud of this movie because I just loved it so much. And I hadn't seen it in like five years until I watched it back uh, for this episode. I, I could name, I could say every single line in that movie to this day. After a five-year gap in not viewing this out of just pure not wanting to get sick of it, I can still say that I love it so much, and even with the eyes of my roommate, he even said with none of that, with no goggles on of nostalgia or anything like that, that it still holds up as a very good kids movie with a feel-good message that can really be accepted and really liked at all different kinds of levels of age. Um, as an older person, you could appreciate the uh, the kinder messages about adoption and kind of things like that, and as a younger kid, you know, it's a kid playing in the NBA, so it's absolutely great, works on all spectrums of age, and I love it so so much, but uh, I'm really here just to see what these two think about it. So we're gonna start over to my right with Will. Will, how are you feeling about like Mike? Initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I watched it when I was like seven years old, so had a faded memory of it. But yeah, no, the plot line was great, very sentimental. I'm glad that this meant so much to you. I'm looking over at your notes over there. Seems like you have about a few pages of notes. Meanwhile, you come to storm the court every week with just your phone out, looking at random stats. So it's very impressive. Not it's it's not a knock. It's very impressive, but it's just funny how, how prepared you are for this. Um, you know, you slack at other aspects, but here you're killing it. Anyway, <laughs> horrible call out, but it had to be done. Our buddy Chris Carino, he uh, he's the man behind this podcast, and I'm glad that the second week we're able to do one of your favorite movies. And you know. I think that everything about it was really fun and heartwarming, but the CGI in 2002 was just absolutely just, it was a joke. I mean, Andrew, I, I'm sure you're going to have some comments about that, but it was just so funny. I have, like, just such weird notes, like, in my, like, I'll just be like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this is one of my notes. He went to bed with his shoes on. <laughs> no, no, literally, <laughs> literally, I had some, like, I, just, I had, like, look back and I'm like, what? I had some, I was, like, at, like, toward the end, I was, like, trying to make my roommate laugh, so I literally would just start writing what's happening in the movie and just saying it to him, like, in a sentence, and it sounds, like, bizarre. Like, I have one right here. Uh, group home guardian burns orphan dead mom's last picture. Um... Same guardian sends mafia after group of orphans on scooters on the way to their friend's basketball game. 
Did I just call him Andrew? Yeah, you called David Andrew. I'm sorry, David. I thought you were dude, throwing Dude, I was so dude, confused. I am such an idiot. I was literally like, did he just like mess up my name? It just no, I did. I did. I'm sorry. It's all love. I didn't even think you messed it up. I thought you were kicking it to Andrew, and I was like, wow. No, 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 no. Andrew, good job back there, Dave. What's also funny is like you're looking in the same direction, so I was like, did he just look through me to Andrew? I was like, what did he just do? He's a wizard. But anyway, yeah, so just like writing out like the scenarios that happen in this movie just make it funny because it's just absolutely insane and it's kind of levels of like just insanity that you almost don't process when you're kind of that younger age of that like 10 to 8 demographic it's just so insane um but one thing i really wanted to kind of harp on here for a little bit is kind of like how girls that grew up kind of our age or similar to our age they had their disney princesses i feel like there's almost a level of fairy tale to this movie that's legit and like real and there's almost like some magic that's really in this movie and i just i love that so much and i almost feel like that was kind of my direct correlation to how i how i kind of understood the point of view of girls and kind of why that was so popular for them i was like oh yeah i I get it you know i love i love bow wow too and you love cinderella it's basically the same thing um (laughs) but anyway uh, so dave kind of how i kind of want to spin that into you talking about kind of the logistics of this film and kind of just how you kind of saw it from a feel kind of perspective well you know first of all i'd like to say that you know shout out bow wow shout out bow wow every single day yeah i mean you know wake up and praise the lord that we have bow wow walking (laughs) around now but absolutely the thing is that you know the reason i chris wanted me for this podcast is kind of bring a little bit of a you know a movie a guy that's really into movies a guy that watches you know 1950s movies that perspective and you know read subtitles yeah and read subtitles and you know knows all this weird stuff about movies and the thing is that am i going to sit here and really delve into what makes like mike not the most aesthetically pleasing movie no i'm not because it's like mike from 2002 i get it i'm not going to sit here and say well this didn't happen and the script wasn't good i'm putting that all into perspective and you need to consider what exactly they were trying to accomplish and cuz it's always the intent with these movies but i think that's a great point chris that you made with feel and I was sitting there saying, you know, did I was interested to see would this movie hold up from my younger years? And it did. It completely did. The message still got across. And Bow Wow, I don't know if he did, but d- d- this guy deserves an <coughs> Oscar for that okay. performance. Okay, I have something to yeah, say about that. I have he's something to say about unbelievable. that. The the song that I read at the beginning of the podcast, the lyrics, like he got robbed. Like Eminem robbed him that year of the Oscar. Like he won for Eight Mile. Like that's robbery. Dude. Well, I have a question. I actually wrote it down in my notes. Was this song made for this movie? Yes, it was because okay, okay. it's in the bonus features that right. I've seen eight hundred times. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's clarifying. Yeah, because I remember and like I've I've also seen like the director's cut and stuff like a million times. Like I don't know, I just <laughs> a director's cut. Trust me, there is with what? Bow Wow with Bow Wow on it. You know what's so funny? You think about that director's cut and you watch the movie, like the actual movie, and you're like, what scenes could they have included? That are like, like the movie is so absurd as it is. Yeah, like what I know. did they, what did they <laughs> cut? They were like, we can't include this, but we can include, you know, people on scooters running away from the mafia. It doesn't make any sense. It, it had like a, it, the, I remember from what I remember, it had an ambiance of like when John Hughes does Ferris Bueller, because like yeah. that movie's insane too, and it's almost just him trying to like just talk about the creative process of it, and like, but it was almost like informal because you can kind of all those bonus features and things like that, like director's cuts that are made for adults, like on kids movies, they're made for kids to watch it. Uh, so so it's yeah. like Bow Wow coming in, and then like and Murph coming in, and Morris Chestnut, yeah. and it's really just like fun time. You bring up interesting point it needs to be said this movie is absolutely stacked with talented legit actors it's unbelievable i was watching this and i was like is that morris chestnut 
Morris Chestnut, the handsome fellow that I know from all these romantic comedies. What what else was he in? Because I actually have never seen him before. He might be I, the single greatest Hallmark movie actor of all time. <laughs> He's been in like eight hundred of them. Like it's it's, it's I, I, unbelievable. I'll say this: his motto, I think, when you think about Morris Chestnut, is more so uh, quantity over quality. So he puts out a lot of movies, and he's kind of in these, like, he plays this kind of, you know, smooth-talking, handsome yeah. gentleman that all the ladies love, which, you know, obviously, you know, I, uh, we can all agree that I, you know, uh, see that a lot in myself. I don't, what, it, what? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's completely false. But, uh, you know, the thing is that, like, it, it, this was really a stack movie, and it seemed all the kid actors gelled really well with the, yeah. uh, the with the uh, you know, actual grown-up actors, and that's something to appreciate, too, because that's not easy to do no it's not I, and I feel like Morris Chest- Chestnut's like if I read the the role that he's kind of playing in this film on paper like Morris Chestnut is like one of the top candidates for it. like I feel like he can really convey that love and affection that he like has for Calvin and kind of like in that adoption process while also kind of being like the hard basketball superstar that's really you know like tough too he can kind of play both sides of it that's why he's so valuable in those romantic comedies and that's why they continue to hire him because he, he has that such range and kind of emotionally on both sides of the spectrum um so this is written like perfectly for him i want to add to just like on actors the cameos that happen during the parents meetings like the adoption parents meetings that seems like legit that, funny that was that i was gonna write that down that's the funniest thing i've ever seen it's legit funny, it like, it's so like, funny. if i saw that in like any in like a rated r movie I, I, and it was supposed to be like high art like i would be like yeah that is like really good yeah and it was so funny because you saw the dad um, in the back, like in a yeah. different spot every yes. time he's looking at. Also, this guy Crispin Glover. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, yeah. He was on Letterman. He was the dad in Back to the Future. Yes, um, yes, yes. So he was on David Letterman, and he went on Letterman, and he was just being so weird and like trying to be so like outgoing and stuff. And then Letterman kicked him off mid-show. Wow, it was crazy. You guys should look at the video. Classic no. Letterman move. Yeah, classic Letterman That's move. Incredible. Also, like that guy, it just seems like weird. Like, dude, he was perfect for that role, but so I, I do not even want to see that man in public. You, like you, even the actor himself. Like I don't. Like, that guy gives me the eebie-jeebies. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. You kind of blew my mind that that's him from Back to the Future. Yeah. Like you kind of just blew my mind. Yeah. I can't lie to you. Because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like yeah, that's the, he basically just plays like the same character, but if they went down different paths, mm. like evil and good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like this and, guy is so evil. One thing about the ending that I I don't want to forget. I think Andrew's gonna like this reference. There, that movie. Is was just I wanted to see what was going to happen next. Like I wanted to see Morris Chestnut live out his life with the with yeah little ba- little like, bow wow and the other kid. But also, it was that is one of the things that I want to see played out more. Like the the sequel to it, and I wanted to see the sequel to the Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, Makachev fight that the, I don't know why that just came to my mind, but that I, if there was a sixth round of that and a sixth round of like Mike. My life would be complete. Go to the bonus features. Oh, he got there's you there. No, there's no like, no, I know, like I there's know. no like Will Bow Wow's sixteen having girls over. Like there's that's yeah. not that part would, of the movie. That would, yeah, that's not be, the bonus features. I would love to see the. That'd dynamic. be the sickest thing in the world. You know what? I would like to. See, and she actually got good at basketball. I'm sorry. I would like to see a documentary where Morris Chestnut actually adopts Bow Wow in real life. Yes, I that love it. I love it. That needs to happen. Yeah, but he's like 28 now. I know. That could have been a cool social <laughs> experiment like 30, at the time. Right? <laughs> that could have been a cool social experiment yeah, at the time. Because it's like documents of Bow Wow's rise. Because that's an interesting point you almost bring up like <laughs> subtly there that like their roles in the movie were kind of how they were seen by the public yeah. in real life at the yeah. time. So it was kind of like he, Morris Chestnut was seen kind of as like the tough, sweetheart kind of guy like in pop culture. Right. And Bow Wow was kind of seen how he is. He's just like a fun-loving guy who's just always ready for a good time, honestly. Yeah. Just like just like the best. 
fast. Dude, he was perfect for that role. He's like, he, yeah, oh, you he's know good. You know something too that I thought um, that that scene where he gets on, he's it's his first game and he sees the admiral playing and he goes oh, like hey Admiral, what's up? that's like Admiral. me that's like me on my first nets beat where i'm on the floor i'm like hey, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. you know the spongebob meme yeah and then like, he goes Kevin. up to he goes up to ai and asks him for his autograph and layup line yeah that was too right. funny he's like a little fan but it's like you know i took i related to that a little bit being on the court for the nets it's like whoa and i really feel like it almost you could really get a good grip of what like these guys especially cuz the high school rules coming back in the NBA mm-hmm. you're going to like these guys are only 6 years older than he is in the movie and they're in the NBA they're in the NBA legit a, in real life yeah. Yeah. but the development of 13 year old to an 18 year old 19 year old is like <laughs> it's probably the biggest ever it's pretty there. drastic it but pretty also drastic. like two of us sitting in here are 18 and I don't think I can handle playing in the NBA right now no <laughs> like even if I was physically gifted enough like mentally I just don't think I'd be capable no yeah, yeah, me neither but you get some guy like Anthony Edwards who seems like he could he's a 10 year vet I mean it's like yeah but it, you know what you guys are bringing up an interesting point that I actually realized when I was watching this movie which is Bow Wow like oftentimes when you think about kid actors when you watch them you're like oh this person's obviously a kid but Bow Wow actually carries like the integrity of like a grown actor he feels like I an agree. adult yeah he feels like an adult yeah movie. underneath that integrity it's kind of like, weird yeah it's, you're like he's still the fact that he's a kid still comes out like he's 13 years mm-hmm. old he, it still comes very out, very mature which is really like I think essential to the movie because it forms like a connection. Even me looking back, like I'm rooting for this 13 year old kid who's of course smart. And I'm like, Oh, it's bow wow. But it's also, you know, it says a lot about, I, I I'm, I, I'll come back to this. I'm shocked by how good Bow Wow was in this. Like honestly, dare I say, he almost he's bigger than he he makes you he makes himself feel bigger through the performance. Like maybe a little Vinnie Chase factor, maybe maybe maybe, maybe he just has that kind of wanting to be around because yeah, his energy is no, infectious I, I, I throughout like the film. Chase, yeah, yeah his energy is infectious. It's just you want to be around him, and it's just it's absolutely that performance is really great. And just for like just from a kid perspective, like how young he was, but it really it also talks about a guy like imagine this was made with a guy like Bieber yeah. where. It was a kid who was kind of thrown to the spotlight through the music industry at a young age. So they adapted very quickly. So Bow Wow was very mature for his age because he had kind of been through that PR tornado already. Mm-hmm. And this is just kind of adding to his like accolades at that time of was being that his a big kid rapper. Um, no, I think his music that? career was his big break, I think. But was he rapping at 12? Is yeah. That, is that he, the case? He was like a 10-year-old rapper. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he started rapping after. No, I, no, I, I, yeah. I have no idea. Because he was famous. Because I remember when I watched the like when I watched the bonus features, they would have behind the scenes and people like kids would lose their minds for Bow Wow, and he would walk in like all the extras in the crowd and stuff. They would lose their mind for Bow Wow. Yeah, could you sick. imagine that being like a twelve year old kid and like ten year olds are coming up to you like, oh my god. Well, I guess like there's a part of the movie and in real life that he just kind of like adapted to that. Like he, right. he that's why he was so professional. Exactly. In yeah. The mo- like in the acting. Is, because he's probably been famous for like two or three years. Is like Mike like a journey not only of Calvin but of Bow Wow too? I love it. I like it. Is it? I like I it. I mean, does is that why Bow Wow is able to perform so well in this? Because he's like actually that's actually kind of what he went through it, in a different universe. Yeah, it's he, yeah. you can re- he can relate with it so much, and I, I I feel like I've never really even thought about it that way. But it really is it's obviously more exaggerated yeah. and like cartoonish, but it really is almost like a commentary on his upbringing and how he kind of got up to that point to be in the position to like right. give that, you know, great performance that he gave. Bow Wow, come on the pod, man. Yeah, Bow Wow, come yes. on the Shad pod. Moss, can we, uh... I know you're listening. Yeah, he's definitely listening. Also, I have, all right, so I have a few things that I'm just like curious ahead, about. So what's good with the paint? Oh yeah, that is that washable? No, I mean it was uh, obviously in real life it's washable, but it was like it's very, very nonsensical. To in the plot of the movie, are they other. just throwing paint on each other? Yeah, I guess so. 
It was definitely paint that you could just wash off, but like I was just like getting cringed out by him um, drawing on the walls. I was like, dude, that house is like crazy, and you're gonna. Uh, whatever. But also, like, that's so, like, it's so cool like, that he cool. cheats him through, like, triangles of offense. Like, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. Real, and dude, the amount of, like. And they're uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the amount of uh, knowledge that Calvin had on the game was, like, I was like, oh, okay, this is just, like, a random fact in here. Like, you know, like, when, when the yeah. first he was like, coach, you got to run this and this. I was like, okay, so he's a basketball genius? You know, like, one thing well, that bothered on, me about this whole, that? I need to, hold on, I yeah, need to I say something. I think we're in the same place, I think we're about to say this. Does he get that from the shoes? That's a good point. No, he doesn't because... Are you sure? Because they don't specify good, any rules with the point. shoes. But but before he gets the shoes, he is like, oh, AI could do this, AI could do that. He wasn't good. He didn't have like... I, but then again, the question of the knowledge like previous to that, I don't know. There needed to be more about the shoes. Yeah, 100%. There needed to be way more explanation of the shoes. Another question, does he have powers at the end? Because Morris yeah. Chestnut makes it sound to him that like he doesn't need the shoes and that he could just play without no, them. He wants but, the powers. No, He's just going to live in a mansion for the rest of his life and... Yeah, I get, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the message of being like, oh, kids, you can do it too out there to yeah. everybody watching out there. And also one thing that I also another like kind of weird question that, again, doesn't come up in the mind for who it's marketed for. But when the uh, when they're getting the shoes off the telephone pole, telephone wire, whatever that is, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but what like. When it gets struck by lightning, does that give the shoes the power? Yeah, that's also another that's question. The, when the does it? The two questions we mostly have are: When do they activate, and what do they do? Yeah, and can I get a pair? And because why did it's they? It's supernatural. Yeah, it is. They could have gotten a cameo from Michael Jordan, I think, of him just like throwing out old shoes, and then not even. Don't even show his face. Have it be somebody else. Exactly. They could have the back of his head. It's copyrighted, head. I think. But yeah, no, they. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is. Jordan's a whole Jordan brand. Jordan Brand is he's probably, a brand. Yeah. Is he like part of this? Did he like produce? Like, I, no, I, I don't think I want to. Is he had any connection to this movie? Yeah, but they didn't even. Did they even mention Michael Jordan? No. Yeah. Well, they, they all they had was the MJ writing in the shoe. He said, "Are these Michael like Michael Jordans? Is, is that the player?" Yeah. To yeah. the uh, sister Teresa. But then remember, like when he oh. goes to the press conference, he's like dressing like him. Like, it, like it's almost yeah, like he starts becoming style. him. Yeah, yeah. And also, we, me and my roommate were throwing this around last night. Like, imagine he, like, the shoes gave him powers, and like he could take the shoes off, and he could still be really good. And like he just doesn't play basketball, but his he like gains talent the way MJ did. So when right. he's like twenty four, he's just like sitting down, like hanging out with his friends, and he's casually like the greatest basketball player <laughs> in the world, and he doesn't even know because he's never plays. Retired. Like, by that would be an interesting movie. Yeah. That would oh, be. that would be very interesting. That'd be cool. And he goes in the gym just to like have a five on five at the Y, and he ends up just he's like, like, oh my god, I breaking can, the backboard yeah. or something. I mean, he just backtracking to me saying that CGI thing, yeah, dude. I mean, it was exactly. just like they could have. I, I don't know. It was just so funny. He just jumps like a foot yeah. off, and then he just flies to the basket. We need a remake. I think that's what you're saying. Ah, uh, yeah. I think you, better. You start it? I, I mean, we heard like Mike three. Bow Wow is included because like Mike two, we act like that doesn't exist because no. it basically doesn't. Yeah, it's like Rocky five, it. kind of. It's like Rocky Five if the movie was just about Tommy Gunn. It's like the Godfather Three. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that one also correlates. Like it would be like Rocky Wait, Five. Wait, so what is this about? Because I have it's no about idea. another kid with another inanimate object that gives him powers playing in like a streetball league. It has nothing no, to do with this whatsoever. So lame. It's bizarre, and it was obviously made for like 
three hundred dollars. But like it, it, it literally just <laughs> yeah, because people they knew people were gonna go and see the sequel. exactly. They it's didn't a classic think they Hollywood be. What did you? Okay, I have a I have a little game right here. What what are we guessing as the budget? I'm gonna oh, look it up. Well, well, I'm like gonna, Mike? Let's guess first. Yeah, budget. Like Mike one or two? We could do both. No, not two. One. Yeah, we do both. We could do both. Um, like Mike one probably had a high one because like they were renting yeah, they out got the all Staples Center. Dudes. They got NBA rights. They were renting out the Staples Center. No, they weren't renting out. The you don't think that? I think that goods. was Staples Center. You think so? Why would how they would? Re, you know how much more money it'd be to recreate it? <laughs> just go there. I when they. I guess, but I I I was going. I was under the impression they were just filming it outside, like you know, filming outside of it, and then. You, so you think it's actually? I'm under the impression because my family got asked to be extras during Just Right, the movie with Camp with. Uh, What's his name? With Common and Queen Latifah, it's the rom com about the Nets, <laughs> and we were flex, asked uh, we were asked to go to Izod Center, so like they were filming it there. So I wouldn't assume it to be any different. Also, I've seen the bonus features, and I know it's I know okay, they filmed yeah, it at yeah. Staples Center. All right, so it, guesses, guesses. My guess is going to be just from like renting out the Staples Center and like Jason Kidd's in this movie also, who's like top three point guard in the history of the game. Um, I think. All right. Sixty million. Sorry, I gotta give like love to my guy Jason. Will and I just looked at each other in disgust. <laughs> um, I love JK, but you're yeah. you're you're an insane person. The okay. bias is yeah. just unreal. Andrew but, just Andrew just keyed me in. He said they did they did film at Staples Center. Okay, thanks Andrew. Thanks for the input. Um, shout out Andrew. Making me look bad. Um, I you know this is a risky thing to say. What did you guess, Chris? How is it risky? I said sixty because I feel like I'm gonna like criminally embarrass myself. Two hundred and twenty. I'm gonna go twenty. Okay. Ooh, that's not bad. Okay. 20. I'm gonna go. Um, you haven't looked yet. No, I haven't looked. I just dead on. Swear so to God, I haven't looked. Um, I'm gonna go 100. Okay. What? Actually, no. A hundred? Nah, 50. Is this a venture? Let's go 50. <laughs> no, I'll go 50. All right. Let's see. All right, you guys talk. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um, and I just want to talk about that end, Dave, when he's holding both of them in his arms, and Bow Wow says, "Murph, we're going home." Yeah. Like. I almost like I almost shed a tear. I get goosebumps. <laughs> like I seriously yeah. get goosebumps because yeah. it's just like it's a, such a great story about older kids in the orphanage system, and that's kind of the conclusion of it. And it's such a heartfelt story. I didn't even really know about as a child. Yeah. All right. It was oh shoot I forgot it was oh, 30, 30 million Ooh. thirty million who's it, closest me yeah you, it was, yeah it was good 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 by you thank good you call. but listen i want to say something that's kind of like i felt that was kind of inspirational me still watching this movie now go on it was that towards the end of the movie i still had that feeling i was like do i want to go hit up the court like i want to go play basketball i balled today at like 11 o'clock exactly it and kind of was giving me that feel too. exactly and that's the thing that i remember as a kid that i it's still so fresh now that i watched it yesterday it's that feeling of like you can do it too i'm in no way shape or form gonna do it like bow wow but it's just the thought. It's the, the it gets put in your mind that like, like go out there and like do something. Go out there and play like it's, Michelle Obama always said. It's, play sixty. Exactly. It's still it's still so much there. That might be the greatest yeah, reference I've ever heard on a podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. M- Michelle Obama's exercise program was not what I thought we were going to be. Yeah, it just had here. bad food in schools. But you were absolutely mind. correct. Though. Like that was that was dead on. Yeah. Continue. No, that that's pretty much it. It was just like the inspiration. It's still there. I want to watch the this magic. film when I'm ninety five years old. I agree. And I'm still going to go out on my wheelchair and ball. Like, yeah, that's the type of thing. Yeah, it has that, like, innate effect to make you want to go do it. It's kind of like when you go to an NBA game and you're like, I want to go, like, shoot now. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think that's all they wanted to do with this movie. That's all they wanted no, to do. No, I yeah. think they just wanted to make a ton of money. Maybe that, too. But it's, I, I, it's also You know how much they grossed? I was going to ask. I. It has to be with... Oh, my God, this is so difficult. It's in 2002 with Bow Wow. 
sixty billion dollars. I don't know. What'd you say? Sixty bill. I have an interesting. No, I have an interesting billion, observation but, uh, to make. Sixty million. I, sixty million. Sixty yeah. million. I thought you said sixty that's, million. That's that's a that's a lot of money they made. So they doubled. No, no, their, no, 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 no. They they made they. Gross well, they 60? on box office they doubled their budget. Yeah, they, which is a great. Uh, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. gross sixty. We're wow. still watching gross this movie, sixty, and I guarantee profit. you that profit, profit will rise after profit, this no, podcast profit is released. Yeah, and they and yeah, the rights like the rights they probably get a lot of money for too because I feel like it's always circulating streaming platforms because yeah. I feel like well we d- me and Dave watched it on Hulu. What did you watch it on? I watched it on uh, Apple TV. Oh right, and TV. it's on Disney Plus. And what else is it? On? I watched it on um, Amazon. Oh wow! So it's See? on all four. Yeah, yeah so that's I was a lot shocked. of money. Yeah, like I wonder if Bow Wow was getting those checks sent to his house. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And it's like just... Eugene Levy, Robert Frost. It's like, where? What are, the, what are these yeah. people doing? Yeah, I want to shout out. I want to shout out my mom because Eugene Levy created Shit's Creek, which is my mom's like all-time favorite show. And I don't know it was just to say that. I I'm not allowed to say it in my house. Shout like, out Mrs. Green. Don't. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, shout <laughs> out Mrs. Green. Um, but I think yeah, she was always so obsessed with the show like the last couple years. And every time I would see it, I'd be like. He's the yeah. GM of the Knights. <laughs> like he's the GM of the Knights, dude. He's like, a oh my god, that's he's hilarious. A, he's a horrible GM. Yeah, hey, say. is he the GM dude, though? That's another thing. Seats. That's another. You know what the thing is? That's funny. I was thinking only the cares same about money. When I was, he doesn't yeah. care if they win. But also, it like I don't know if I'm reading too much in it. It also speaks about greed yes. of the adults. Yes, like all like at the end of this day, all they wanted was money. Yes, I all think the coach. The money. coach was maybe one of the most genuine people. Oh yeah, he sends the parents to the house. Yeah. Damn, yeah, that's messed up. And remember when he he's always telling him that all, the only reason anyone will ever want to adopt him is because he's famous. Yeah, like that's so twisted and like I gross. Know. Like, yeah, he's one of the worst characters. But also, like, I, yeah. if I'm watching this back as Bow Wow, like, if I'm thinking to myself, well, does anybody actually have like care about me as Bow Wow? Or like, it's an interesting point, right? Yeah. If it's such a reflection on you, almost the conflict in the story can like you could you could have almost a psychological thing of like, is that happening to me? Exactly. It's super interesting. So yeah. it's like so introspective. It's very introspective. Yeah. That I, I'm sitting here, and the more and more I'm talking about, it, the more and more I'm realizing like this is a really well done, good movie. And we need to hang out with Bow Wow. And, and we Bow Wow, come on, please, pod. Bow. If you hear come this, Bow Wow, pod. like we actually love you so much, and you really created like one of the greatest like children's sports movies of all time but on that note and a thank you to bow which is the perfect way to end that we're gonna go into our scores here oh yeah so first let's start with chris DT. Tens across the board i'm guessing <laughs> no okay let's let's <laughs> chill let's chill first yeah, okay so first we're gonna start with david dt tamanelli word um word you're gonna give me give me the oh of course of course it, of course so the setting in which you watch the film one to ten setting you know what i'm gonna give this a solid seven it was chill my expectations weren't too high you know, solid seven to start it off. Okay. Uh, how important? Uh, well, that that one's the setting. Like, how how are you feeling? Like, were yeah, you in I a know. Good setting. Yeah, it was a good setting. It was a good feel. Like, I was relaxed. In I was in bed, my bed. I'm assuming. In my bed. Yeah. yeah, I was chilling. You know, people around me that I care about. It was a good feeling. That's 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 always the best place to be. Very how nice. important is this movie to the culture of sports? I have an answer. You know, the thing is, uh, I'm gonna like kind of flip this on his head. Is any sports movie, kid sports movie, at least like? really important to sports sports culture feel and the dreams the answer is yes yeah feel it the is. dreams yeah and uh so i'm going to give this a solid 5 only because its legacy because it's it was made recently this legacy has not yet cemented as like the bad news bears like we look at the bad news bears and we're still like that's a great you movie. think it can get to that level i think it can i do too but 
I think uh, Bow Wow needs to come on the pod in order for that to happen. Right. Yeah. I I, I also agree, and I it's it's a very interesting story of just like and especially adoption. It's kind of like a niche thing. Yeah. But it's just it it can warm anybody's heart. So yeah. on to the next one. Uh, how technically well is it? It was it made. So this is difficult because let know, me just preface this with saying the quote I always say when we always talk about this and we talk about judging movies that aren't meant to be judged in a certain way. Exactly. That Vince Staples once said, "If they keep refilling your water at the Waffle House, you're gonna get suspicious." Exactly. So that's a phenomenal point. And again, let me preface this even more by saying that I am not looking at this like a Stanley Kubrick film. I understand what this film was intending to do. Given that, I give it a seven. Seven. It's not. Something that's gonna you know wow me in terms of you know oh my god I'm I, I'm so surprised that they were able to do that even though they you know uh, were marketing this towards kids, but it was it, it didn't bother me it didn't it wasn't something where I was like come on you guys could have done a little better than that yeah. it didn't give me any feelings of that I, for that I, I like that same. I like that I got that feel as well of like the it was very transparent it didn't feel yeah. it didn't feel corny or anything it really felt like they tried their hardest and that's what we got yeah. and you can never really be mad at that right. Um, and we're going to move on to boring to exciting spectrums. You know what? I'm going to give this an eight. It kept okay. my attention pretty surprisingly. And that was another thing. It, was, it kept my attention all the way through. I wasn't really going on my phone. I was kind of chilling, like watching Bow Wow, you know, cross up AI and all that. So it was pretty fun. And, uh, you know, it was pretty exhilarating at the same time. Exhilarating is the perfect word for that exact, exact scenario. And finally, as always, does it slap spectrum? So the thing is... You know, again, what is it? We talk about perspective. We talk about vision. What are we trying to accomplish with this film or what, what they were trying to accomplish with this film? I give it a solid seven and a half. Yeah, I think that's going to be the story of this one. Mostly is going to be just it's really good for what it is. Exactly. Um, and with that, uh, I'm going to obviously calculate up all these scores later. We'll have to give a final score on our last episode, Boys of Baltimore, at the end of this one because I calculated that all up after last week's uh, pod. But now we're going to move on to Will. Will, let's get some of your scores uh, for this film. First, the setting in which you watched the film. <coughs> uh, it was uh, it was like I had like earphones in while I was chilling at my boy's house earlier today. Right. Um, but I was pretty locked in. You were pretty dialed like in. Seven. Noise cancel? Transparent. You think I'm a billionaire, bro? <laughs> okay. We're working towards it. Yeah, we're so what, what was your number on that one? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. So now we're going to continue to how important is this one to the culture of sports? Uh, I'd say ten. Wow. Dude, I mean, wow. just having all those guys, uh, like the so cameos happy. with wow. all those dudes. It makes me so like... happy. He knows how to make me happy, that Will Grant. Yeah, I do. That is unbelievable. Don't get used to it. Bro, how much did Chris pay you to say that? <laughs> so much money. Um, how technically enough to pay for the AirPods? No, um, how technically well is this one made? Will? So do you mean technically as in like like in what David cares shot about? Or <laughs> but for what it is, that's yeah, a yeah. Perfect explanation. Like what David? That's I could preface this one where it's what David would kind of be thinking. Like kind of throw yourself into that point of view, but obviously keep it. You know the expectations at what it is. How technically well it was made. CGI and for all. a children's uh, like kids a five. movie. For a children's kids movie. Yeah, five. five. Did it bother you at all? Were you kind of like what the CGI? Yeah. Did it take you out of the? No, it it was just funny. I just like literally stopped it and replayed it. Was show my friend and I was just like, this is ridiculous. Right. Also, I'm counting in the technically well with just the the storyline of him 
getting the shoes. There's need. There needs to be more. There's more. Like fair enough. There has to be more. It's I'm, not just. It's not just these shoes showed up one day and they and they make me into the greatest basketball player ever. No, and, there needs to be more. And Bow Wow, if you're still listening, like we don't want when like, he comes on, just explain Bow Wow to us. We why. don't want differences. Like we want more content. Like this is not like we don't, <laughs> don't want. I would have liked it if it was like three hours. I would have been like fine if you give us a backstory, more. You know, eh. I want a docu series about the sneakers, like a two hour docu series about how they work. What do you think those sneakers are? Honestly, that is memorabilia you could probably find. Yeah, you could probably like, get those. Prop, yeah. Unless Bow Wow has them. I think Bow Wow. Oh, also, I didn't like. Them. I, I uh, he didn't like them with him. I didn't like when he when the sneakers broke in the last game. That was so so stupid. I like that he has to go get a bucket without them, or at least like find a bucket without them. Yeah, I guess. Like, make the pass. Like, I was talking about this with my roommate. Like, if he doesn't have powers at the end, like, do you think you can make an assist to win the game in an NBA game? Like, I couldn't. Well, if I'm Bow Wow, then yes, I can. But if I'm David Tominelli, absolutely. No, in all in reality, though. Like, no, if you no, have I, no like, power, ser- does he have powers now. at the end? You know. Like, he that's, might. That's the thing. Like, he found Tracy no, Reynolds open. He, 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 like, absorbed the triple team and then, like, found Tracy Reynolds on the, on the arc. And then he just, like, hits a clutch shot. I couldn't do that. Agreed. Why would he? Why, okay, my question is: Why would Vince Carter even jump at a shot when he's four That's feet so tall? So true. No, it's, he jumped yeah. higher than anybody's ever jumped for a shot, and the, the, the kid is four feet tall. Because well, they need a way, realistic way of him getting around Vince Carter, which is like difficult because he's like one of the most. But, but he went under his legs. He could have just went under his legs, like to start with. He didn't need to jump. You think he? I don't. That might be disrespecting him a little bit. That why? Would be mean. Dude, everybody in this movie, <laughs> as an actual NBA player, like they must have been like, this is like detrimental. You think he could just straight up like Vince Carter standing in front of him in this stance? He could just walk through his legs. No, no, no not walk up straight, but he could like crouch, crouch. down like he did. Yeah. And he could kind of like you know slow you know go you know going through the back door yeah that's a big thing about all kids movies just like 10 seconds of more thought and it would be a way more logical than it actually is in the film um going through the back door <laughs> but boring to exciting spectrum well boring uh, to exciting boring spectrum. to exciting spectrum sorry you seem uh, very excited dave, dave no dave just threw me off but um <laughs> boring to exciting spectrum uh i mean i i knew the entire time what was going to happen so there wasn't really much excitement it was just kind of fun to like relive, relive it a little bit. Not, not even the fact that I saw it when I was a kid. I honestly don't really remember. But it was like, you knew that his shoes were gonna stop working. You knew that Morris Chestnut was going to adopt him. Yeah. You, you knew that stuff was gonna work out. You knew that the little kid, the 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 kid that sucks, was gonna become his friend at the end. And you knew that the dad was going to get screwed over somehow. Yeah. And you, so, and you know no, they're not just going to leave Murph there alone. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine well, they just Oh, I feel bad for them. Brenda Song. Is that how she, like... Did no. She, did they, she get adopted by by uh, Mr. Tipton? Okay, okay, hold on. This is this Chris is very telling of someone who didn't watch the last scene of the movie. I actually might have not. There's a, I, I turned it off with six minutes left because I had to run here. There is there's a clip of them in the bedroom, like a childhood bedroom in Tracy Reynolds, Morris yeah. Chestnut's house, and there's a picture of her with her new adopted parents, like all like happy and smiling on the wall. So, so they are they the Tiptons? Like yeah, maybe that would be so wild. That I know. Would be, that it was, was a, it was a prequel. Does that does that match <laughs> up story? So wise? I'm the I'm the smartest know. person in the world because <laughs> that honestly is a really good point because his original parents are like snooty like that. Also, you know Tipton, the character Tipton, this real life, and Zach Cody's based off of Paris Hilton. Yeah. Right. Yes. Which yes. Is, that is, that I is didn't cool. know that until. Did you tell me that? No, you told me that. I told you that? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was one of us. But uh, anyway. What's the score? Uh, I'd say like a, like a, f- a five. Yeah. And then. There's no. Boring to it. It wasn't. Nothing, no part bored me. No part excited me. Five. Right. Okay. It's so just totally Fair. neutral. Fair. And then for the last one, does it, it slap, slap Spectrum? Uh, yeah, it slaps a good 11. 
11? Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I was glad I watched it. I was like, oh, shoot, I got to watch Chris's movie. It probably sucks. And then uh, it ended up being good. I, I appreciate <laughs> the 11. It really balances out your five for how technically well it was made. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Sorry, bro. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to get to mine here. So first for A, the setting in which you watch the film. I was cozied up in bed. I'm gonna give that an eight. Um, not too, not to, nothing too crazy, but you know, it's gonna be a lot of ours. So that setting, I just really think sometimes it impacts how you watch the movie. So I think it has to be said. Um, it has to be at least stated a little bit. Um, how important is it to the culture of sports? If I'm thinking about this, I, I don't want to think about this part of it and like kind of joke around about it. I really want to think about it because it is really important to me and my life. And how important it is to the culture of sports. I think that Bow Wow was really like a cultural moment in the NBA. And it was kind of around the time of Allen Iverson and just how hip hop was kind of getting integrated into the NBA. And Good he point. was kind of like a family style that the NBA loved because that hip hop style is kind of getting integrated into the league and he was kind of this young kid that they can kind of put out there for a lot of the younger audience of the league at the time so he was very impactful in sports at that time and even later he'd play in celebrity games seven years after this movie was but, he good? yeah he is yeah. I, I know he was like a 94 if he, overall if he wasn't UK. wearing the shoes when he played in the all-star game I'm gonna be so upset no I don't think he was but that oh, would be that would be so awesome I don't like I don't know if he's like in on it that much, Why or like not? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Bow know, wow, I would be explain. Come yeah, on bow wow. When you, you know, when he, when he comes, yeah, when he comes, when you come by the Bronx, just please, you know, make us aware of why you didn't wear the shoes in the celebrity game. But anyway, uh, so the culture of sports and how it impacts it, I'm just gonna give it a six. I'm not gonna go too crazy with it. I do know at the time he had crazy impact, but you know, since then we are still waiting for it to pop, as David said, kind of on like an immortality kind of level. Um, but we're gonna move on to how technically well it's made for what it is. You know, CGI is obviously kind of dated. Um, not as terrible though because they try not to use too much CGI and kind of just make it practical through camera cuts so it's not like really terrible but so I'd give it a seven and a half and that's kind of where I should stay because I do think it's really well made and that scene of the adoption parents when like that just like the cuts the edits like just the framing like all of it's actually like fantastic yeah. and then boring and exciting spectrum this thing never gets boring. It's exciting from start to finish. Every single scene, like, I just love so much. And I just have so much nostalgia for. And, like, personally, this one for me was extremely exciting. But if I had to think about it a little more objectively, I'd probably give it around an eight and a half because I really just don't think it has any breaks. And I think it just kind of it just keeps going and just plows forward. And it's just all excitement from start to finish. Um, and then, obviously, the last one does its slap spectrum. I'm going 11 as well because I didn't even know we could break the rules. But if Will Grant does it, then I guess I can do it too. So I'm giving it an 11 as well. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, I'll tally up all those scores. If you go take a look at the film session scoreboard, we look one movie we have in, our obviously, our second episode. Uh, Bullies of Baltimore, 6.25, our net average over the three of us on all of our kind of sections kind of put together. So that's, an honestly, a good start, you know, kind of average, kind of in the middle. A uh, fantastic way to start off the leaderboard, and I definitely think this one is going to take a spot to number one. Yeah. And it might stay there for a little bit because yeah. we really seem to enjoy this one. Uh, any final thoughts on how we kind of how we kind of felt about it? Um, no, I think I, <laughs> I think uh, I I got everything off. I wanted to say we need let's tease something for next week. You think so? Yeah. So let's just like make something up, and then we'll see, we'll ask this person, and then like if we don't get it, who cares? We're doing like a so, okay. So we're getting uh, the actress who plays the main role in uh, Queen's Gambit, and we're doing like a four hour podcast on Friday about the entire show. So you have to finish that by like Wednesday, Dave. Okay. Like that would be a good time to. Can finish. I leave right now so I can start it? What are you guys talking about? 
I thought you wanted us to preview next week's oh, plans. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that not the plan? I thought we were getting- Did um, we switch what we're doing? I thought we were getting Bow Wow. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Bow Wow. next, next week. And I, this is for later plans I have. I think every year annually <laughs> we should celebrate. random thing I've ever heard. And like every year randomly I think we should celebrate like Mike because I think it's just it's just no, one we're of the greats. Um, no, it's the Calvin Cambridge Classic actually. This is the 2023 iteration, but we're going to have a few more. Um, oh, but dude. for now, uh, make sure to tune into that Queen's Gambit episode next week. Obviously all of that is, is, is not real. We're actually going to... You know, obviously, have to brainstorm, see what movie we're going to come up with. Uh, but until then, uh, keep updated with us. Um, we'll have a podcast out around this time next week as well. I want to thank Andrew Canary behind the boards. Uh, happy birthday to Bobby. He's our boss. Uh, the student boss, Ryan Gregware. Uh, to my right, Will Grant. To my left, David Tominelli. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Bye.